0: I despise your killing and raping. You're despicable. Are you my judge? It's just you should be punished. I'm going to chop off your arm. So are you ready? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Asian Cinema Fusion. I am your host, Paul Martinez, and we are here to talk, as always, some Asian cinema reviews. And uh, the New York Asian Film Festival is uh, in full force right now. We're about halfway through the uh, festival, maybe a little past the halfway point. At uh, Yeah, we're, we're a little past the halfway point now, and uh, so we're going to have... S- a couple of uh, podcasts coming your way. It's, uh, we'll have one today. We'll have one in a couple of days. And uh, so we're going to review films. All films that I saw at the festival. And so we'll try to work it into our format. But uh, <laughs> I might be taking some liberties with it a little bit. But uh, we'll see how it goes. So we're going to start off with the first film I did screen at the festival. Which is The Priest. This is uh, 2015 out of South Korea. Directed by... Jang Jae-hun, uh, this was his feature film debut, he had done some short films, but this was his first uh, full-length feature film, starring Kim Young-suk as Father Kim, you might remember him from Why a Monster Boy, which we reviewed on our very first podcast, uh, The Chaser, uh, The Thieves, Yellow Sea, he had a good, very good role in that film, so uh, he's been around, you, um, you've seen him. And uh, he is the father of Kim in this film and basically the lead character. Um, The co-lead is Kang Dong-Wan, who plays Deacon Choi. And uh, really, you might remember him from The Haunters, um, if you saw The Haunters. And also, A Violent Prosecutor, which I will be seeing in a couple of days. And of course, we'll review for you guys. Uh, He's in that as well. Also starring Park Seo-dam as Young Shin, a She was in the film The Silenced. She was in uh, The Throne, which we are going to be talking about also. So uh, she's been in a couple of films. Uh, She's a young actress, up and coming, and uh, we'll see uh, how her career blossoms as she goes forward. The tagline for this film, it's a dirty job, but someone has to exercise it. What's this about? A young girl has been possessed by a powerful demon. Now, a renegade priest and a young, kind of lackadaisical deacon must try to rid her of this force. So as I said, first film I screened at the festival, and I was pretty hyped for it. I think I'm always at the start of the festival. But I have to be honest, I found this film took a while to catch up to my exuberance. Uh, I found much of the early going A bit off kilter. You can even say maybe it almost felt like there was a lot of filler being used uh, in the middle of this film. I think we would have been better served to see more about the victim and maybe the beginnings of her possession rather than the plottings of the disbelieving deacon, which I just felt a disconnect with. As far as scares go, um, there were not too many uh, considering the subject matter. They did their best to Linda Blair, our young victim, but unlike in The Wailing, which we talked about in our last podcast, this just didn't have the same effect. Kim Young-suk is a fine actor, and and you'll see that here as well, so the fault was not with him, and maybe fault really is too strong a word, uh, because while it did not live up to my expectations, the film is not a failure per se. There just seems to be a lot of information being thrown out there that I'm not sure the audience needed. Uh, This is supposed to be a horror story. And I think, speaking generally, uh, for most fans, we want a little more horror in our horror story. And I just thought this was a little lost. Uh, What may have hurt this as well is that I had just seen, as we talked about last uh, podcast, the incredible film, The Wailing which also deals with demonic possession and done so much better. Um, So for this film, it's an okay film, you know, to rent. It's well acted. It's just not a must see. Um, I'd give it a 5 out of 10. I believe this will be getting a well-go release. Uh, So look for that in the coming months. And I also think the way it ended, it just felt really felt to me like we haven't seen the last of these characters. And uh, a sequel might be in The Orphan. So we'll see if that works out. And I actually think a sequel will probably be better. Because usually, as you know, in most sequels, it's more about more death, more horror, more, you know. They go more with that. And I think this film needed more of that. So maybe a sequel might actually turn out to be better. Next film, What's in the Darkness. Uh, 2015, out of China. This is directed by Wang Yi Chun. This is her uh, film debut, her directorial debut, I should say. And it's starring a couple of actors I'm really not familiar with. Su Xiaotong as Jing, uh, Go Zhao as uh, Detective Ku, uh, who plays Jing's father, Lu Qiwei as Zhang Wei, Um not familiar with any of these actors from anything before this film. And uh, my tagline, as I come up one for every film, is What's scarier? Murder or puberty? So what's this about? Okay, in a small village, there is a serial rapist and killer running around. A young girl battling her own coming of age becomes intrigued in the case. And that's not probably the greatest Uh, Synopsis But like I said I really feel a lot of synopsis Give stuff away too much And I don't like To give too much away But uh, What I will say Is if you have ever seen Memories of Murder A film that we have Reviewed on here um, And you should have Definitely after I reviewed it I mean I reviewed it on this Every podcast You should have saw it (laughs) But anyways uh, If you have You'll be hard pressed To not be reminded of it More than a few times While watching this not a remake really, but the subject matter is strikingly familiar, but first time director Wang Ying Chung focuses more on our young protagonist, and the killings actually become kind of a side story. The film, truly at its heart, is about the young girl who is at that awkward stage where boys are first noticing her, she wants to look and dress like the more popular girls, She's no longer viewed as a child by her parents, but not yet a woman either. It's a tough time for any of us, but I think especially a a young woman. This part of the story is told quite well. Uh, You can really feel the exasperation of Jing as he seems that whatever she does is wrong in the eyes of elders. A large part of the story is that it takes place in 1991. This is a... Funny time for China. A uh, Western civilization has not really permeated there yet, but there is a small trickle of stuff coming through as a uh, you know time is getting China starting to broaden its horizons a little bit. You know you knew that the, the Hong Kong uh, takeover was about to end, and so all this stuff uh, at this time of China was a very interesting time where they were kind of coming almost. For lack of a better term, out of the dark ages. And so, you know, we had stuff like, you know, like, you know, one of the officer cool was talking about I'm hearing that in in the West they have this thing where you could swab someone's mouth and get this DNA evidence and you could know if they're the killer or not. You know, stuff like that. You know, you're looking at that now and you're like, Yeah, no no kidding, Sherlock. Uh, we see it every day on uh some Channel Two uh show about murder where, you know, DNA is brought up. But, you know, back in 1991, and especially in China, this was like unheard of science fiction-y stuff. Some nice aspects, cinematography uh, here as well, Um, but again, eerily similar to scenes in Memories of Murder. Susan Tong really does a great job at relaying her angst and everything to the camera. Uh, and I thought she really stood out. The rest of the cast is fine, but not really noteworthy. And the ending, much like Memories of Murder, is left open, and there were more than a few, that's it, comments from the crowd at Lincoln Center. Still, I thought it was a strong debut for this filmmaker, and the word that she gave us after the film was that she will be making a prequel to this well. I'm not sure that's something I would flock to see, but we'll see how it plays out. As for this film, I give it a 6 out of 10. It's, it's an okay watch. Um, just don't get surprised by it. It's really not a murder mystery, which is what I thought it was going in. Uh, you know, it's just a coming-of-age drama, really. And uh, so I just want to let you guys know that. It may may not be your cup of tea, or it may, it may absolutely be your cup of tea, but I just feel like you should know. Before you go in. Um, I did not know. I'm not mad about it. But I did go in thinking it was a different film than it was. Okay. Our next entry uh, for the day. Is usually where our old school entry is. And. uh, The Bodyguard. uh, Is our next film. China 2015. And of course 2015 is not an old school film. But. This was kind of a throwback. Um, to the sort of martial arts explosion in the 90s. You know, uh, brutal fight scenes, lots of wire work, insane stunts or what have you. And so I think this kind of works for, our, in a way, for our old school selection. Uh, It's directed, it stars, the writer, I think produced, everything is by Yu Song, who you might know from King of the Streets. If you've seen that, that's on uh, Netflix, King of the Streets. So you've seen that. uh, Yu Song, who did that film, did this film as well. Um, also starring Xing Yu, who plays Jiang Li. Uh, Colin Chow has a small part in this. Yang Shu as Phi Phi. And uh, Wei Man Chang, the former Shaw Brothers performer, uh, most notably known for Chinese Hercules. He has a, uh, I want to say a cameo, but probably a little more than a cameo. A small yet important role in the film. And tagline for this is, sacrifice for success so this is about a young kung fu expert uh from the mountains comes to work for his sworn his sworn brother's security company uh but just who is he trying to protect his first client from uh so like i said this was a throwback of sorts and uh you know, before these insane stunts they had, the results were dozens of actors and stuntmen heading to the hospital throughout the three years it took to make this film. Now, I was able to listen to a sit-down uh, Q&A session with you Long after watching the film as he was there live. I even took a picture with the guy and had a couple of words with him. And uh, he said this film was heavily cut down, uh, about 40 minutes I believe. And... Unfortunately it shows uh, There is a lot of meat and potatoes Missing from this play uh, Because of that The story and its pacing are all off We are lacking proper build-ups storylines And revelations seem Almost a bit out of nowhere at times I really hope a blue ray is made available With like a director's cut of this film Because I really think You know An over two hour version of this film Would be even better Than than the film was. Um, Acting was okay. Not great. Uh, Yang Shu is cute. But lacking in charisma. Yu Song has tons of charisma. Uh, He should have lent her some. Zheng Yu. Seemed a little over the top. But it kind of felt right for this film. Uh, But of course. What we want to know. Is the action scenes. Because this is an action film. It's a kung fu film. And for Kung Fu fans, most of them don't give a damn how good the plot is or isn't, or the acting. They want to know about the action. And let me tell you, that is where this film truly excels. Really, some of the best fight scenes I've seen in quite a bit. Now, like I said, there's wire work here, and I know some purists scoff at that. But for me, it's fine. I don't mind the wire work. I recognize the difference uh, between a wire work film and a non-wire work film. Uh... But to me, it's like some movies are comedies and some are westerns. It's just a different type of film. This happens to be a wirework film, and there's some martial art films that aren't. Again, they're just made differently. I don't really judge a film because it's not wirework or it is. I wasn't overly pleased with the final scene, but still, this was a really fun ride. If you love action, you're definitely going to love The Bodyguard um, Really, really a fun, fun watch. I gave the film 7.5 out of 10. And I really think you should go out and find this film if you can. It's a really great way to spend 90 minutes. And if we ever get an uncut version, I think it'll even be a greater way to spend two hours. Time for a wild card selection of the show. And I I left myself. I kind of sped through the first three a little bit because I wanted to spend some time on this film. And uh it's called The Throne, out of South Korea, two thousand fifteen, directed by Lee Jun Ik, who you might know he's known for uh some of the biggest period dramas out there King and the Clown, Battlefield Heroes, and of course his smash hit Blades of Blood. Uh but most would say and I mean I haven't seen all his stuff, but from what I'm seeing, this is his crowning achievement. Uh no pun intended. Uh, starring Kang Ho Song Or Song Kang Ho As I was arguing with some people at the festival And how they say his name I've always said his name was Kang Ho Song I realized he would probably himself Call himself Song Kang Ho uh, But this Kang Ho Song is the way I've always known him uh, He plays the king And of course Where's Kang Ho Song or Song Kang Ho from You've seen him If you've seen great Korean films You've seen him uh, He was in The Host the attorney Snowpiercer, also uh, uh, face uh, the face reader. He's been in some great, great films. Co-starring You Ah In as the Crown Prince Sado, uh, who you might remember as the villain and veteran. He was also in a film called Punch, which has been on my to-watch list. Haven't got around to that yet. And Moon Jung Young as Lady Hae uh who you might remember her some years ago, when the young sisters in *A Tale of Two Sisters*. And the tagline for this movie is "My King, My Father, My Enemy." What's this about? The tragic true story of an 18th-century king who is forced to take drastic measures against the crown prince who has grown out of favor. And I definitely soft. I definitely give you a soft shoe uh, polish on that one. Uh, So, wow. Um, You know, I was going to review, full disclosure, I was going to review the film The Concubine for this segment. But instead, I reviewed this Korean historical drama because, frankly, I didn't want to wait for the next show. This was simply fantastic. Uh, The story is told in a series of flashbacks that try to explain how we are where we are to start, which is the king looking to sentence his son to death. Throughout these flashbacks, we get an in-depth look into the relationship of a self-doubting king and an even more self-doubting son. But it really takes a deep look into the soul of the grandson of the king. He a boy Torn between duty, honor, love for his king and country, and love for his father. King O'Song may very well be the greatest actor in the world right now, and yes, I said the world. His performance here was mesmerizing to behold. Now I was a bit critical of UIN in the Veteran. But he does a fantastic job here. In fact, he beat out Mr. Song for Best Actor at the Blue Dragon Awards. Uh, His performance of a young, eager man to prove himself to an emotionally beaten prince, uh, prince, to an unhinged, distraught wreck, was engrossing. In fact, the performance... Is uh, up and down. This entire cast was outstanding, and I can't help but to credit Lee Joon-ik for this. Uh, he really has a vision and knows what he wants from his cast. So much is said here without the need for any dialogue. And That is movie making at its finest. Um, I've always said this. I, I something that for me is yes a well. Worded piece of dialogue Is a great thing to behold But what's even a greater thing to behold Because what's really more real Is body language Facial expressions uh, Inflections uh, And a voice When delivering a line uh, Little things like this The subtle The subtle the subtle reigns supreme I think I've said that once before And it does um, in movie making And Lee jong is great at that there are so many scenes that there is no dialogue, yet so much is said to you. And um, it just really comes through. Uh, add to this an amazing soundtrack, which you don't hear me talk about that often, but the soundtrack really was amazing. Wonderful cinematography. Truly, uh, this one has it all. It won a few awards for costume design. This was really just uh, a complete package of a film. Now, for me, I still felt, because I was asked this after I ranted about this film to a few people, um, I still felt the Royal Taylor was better, but not by much. And I know probably most other critics don't feel that way uh, for what I've seen. But um, I just really was blown away by the Royal Taylor. I was blown away by the throne. I just, the Royal Taylor, that's a... Smidge ahead of this, But this is truly a must see For any real movie fan The ending is a bit sad Um, And yes I did shed a tear at one point Not as bad as I cried I I, I don't know if I said this during the review I'm pretty sure I must have But I cried really badly during the role of Taylor Um, did cry as much for this But there was a tear shed Um, But you know what I'm not ashamed to say that Because that is what I crave When I watch a film I want to feel, I want to hurt, I want to experience, you know, I, you know, a laughter, a true laugh that comes from within. And that's what film watching is about. It's about experiencing the life of someone else, story and and, and, and really being engrossed in it. And this, this film does this in spades. I give this a 9 out of 10 must-see film, really must-see. Okay, uh, that's our show. I have a bunch of other films that we'll be seeing at the festival. A bunch I've already seen. I've already seen. I will let you know just yesterday. I saw Sam Sammo Hung's My Beloved Bodyguard. I saw uh, the Taiwanese horror film Tagalong. I seen. I saw Trivisa. Oh, I guess can't wait to talk about that film. And so these will all be coming probably in a day or two. Um, I'll get have another podcast up reviews for that. I'm actually going to see Inside Men, the Korean political thriller that I have been so excited to see. Lee Byung-Hung will be in attendance. I am praying I get to meet the man. And uh, so we'll see how that works out. But uh, I'll talk about that and other stuff on our next podcast, which I said should be in a couple of days. And until that time, as always, I want to thank you guys for listening. And bye-bye.